Hey, what's going on to all my gaming addicts and gamerholics? Welcome back to the Gamers Anonymous podcast, a show all about gaming and other related news to give you that fix to ease your gaming itch. This is episode number 41, and today is April 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Trey Turpin, and once again, I'm here with my brother, Shane Turpin. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro, man? Hey, nothing much, man. Like, uh, we took last week off, so now we're back this week to go ahead and uh, catch up on all the gaming news, and we definitely got a special one for you guys today. So, Big thanks. So um, we have a great show for you guys. In this episode, we're going to discuss a bunch of Halo news, uh, Xbox Series sales numbers, uh, Sega doing a couple remakes, PlayStation might be coming to PC sooner, uh, ads in games, and uh, the new Warzone operation called Operation Monarch. Uh, So definitely we got a jam-packed episode for you guys. But of course, before we get started, If you would like to help support the show, go ahead and subscribe to the Gamers Anonymous podcast YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to stay up to date when new videos drop. Also, don't forget to hit that like button and leave a comment. For our audio listeners, make sure to subscribe to the follow or subscribe to and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to stay up to date for new episodes. Also, rate and leave a review, which would help the show out tremendously. And of course, on behalf of The Gap, a big thanks to everyone for continuing to show love and support. All right. So uh, everyone knows, you know, before we go ahead and jump into the news, we like to go ahead and talk to you guys about what we've been playing. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Shane. What you been up to gaming wise, bro? Oh, man. Can I put me on the spot there? <laughs> this, is, this is every time. Every game time. Wise, I know. know. I, I wasn't ready for it, man. We took that week off, man. I got to get back <laughs> in my flow, you know. <laughs> uh, gaming wise, what have I been playing? Honestly, man, I haven't really played anything new. Uh, I've still been progressing in Elden Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been uh, trying to prepare myself for trying to get that out the way for real, for real. Cause I want to move on to something else, but it's, I'm still enjoying it, but I don't want to keep talking about Elder Ring every week, yeah, but, yeah. uh, so I'm gonna have to bust up, bust up with a wrapper up or something new this week, just so I have something different to uh, speak about. But basically that, that's it, man. That, that's really it for me. Okay. Understandable. People still playing Elden, Elden, Elden Ring strong. Uh, it's definitely always when I log into Xbox, it's like at least in the top five of most played games on Xbox currently. So people are still playing that game heavily. Uh, I actually started it not too long ago. Uh, I'm still very in the beginning, but man, I'm definitely I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Uh, I really just got into the open world. So I started exploring. I, I explored my first cave, came across this boss and like died like three, four five times before I finally was able to beat him. Then I ran into this camp with a bunch of other guard looking dudes. And like it was too many of them. Like I had to run away. Like I killed one, but then another one came and alerted more and they all just came running. Uh, so I just went and left and I had to put the controller down real quick. I was like, ooh, it's real out here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I've been playing the Elden Ring. I jumped back into it. There's this skating sim called Session. 
Uh, it's it's in uh, the preview program on Xbox. I've been playing that. There was an update that came out like a few months ago that got that gave a lot more content to that game because that game was just bare bones. Uh, it's definitely the best skating sim I've played thus far. Uh, so it was good to jump back in and actually have some quests to actually do and some objectives to do instead of just skating around. Um, I also been I jumped back into that Call of Duty. I've been playing Rebirth Island for a while now uh, I, I fell in love with that game mode like i feel like it's a mixture of regular call of duty multiplayer and warzone together so it's like a faster faster paced warzone as you will uh we got a couple w's me my boy steve and uh tommy uh we got a couple w's the other night so i was pumped about that uh got a couple kills um and then i've also been grinding on that halo infinite multiplayer uh, I'm excited for season two that's about to come. The new game modes they showed off. They definitely look interesting enough. I can't wait to jump into it. So I'm just trying to grind out that battle pass. I'm on like level 80 right now. So I'm just trying to reach 100 before uh, May 3rd when the new season drops. But other than that, that's all I've been playing. Yep. So uh, if there wasn't anything else you wanted to shout out, we're just going to go ahead and jump into the news. Keep it rolling. Yes, sir. All right. So the first bit of news that we're going to go ahead and talk about is the Halo news. And like there was a quite a bit of Halo news this past week or so. So we're going to start off with the Halo Infinite roadmap. So I have an article here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I have an article pulled up on the Halo Waypoint um, And it was just an article just talking about what's to come in the future for Halo Infinite. So it starts off by saying, with season two locked and loaded for May 3rd, we want to share a roadmap of what we're planning to deliver during season two and for the rest of the year. More than anything else, we want this roadmap to be accurate and reliable. Some items and dates are certain, and these are clearly listed. Others are marked as targets or goals, and they will become more certain over time. The roadmap's timeframe will also expand as we announce long longer term initiatives uh, in other words this roadmap is an evolving document and we'll let you know when we make changes to it with all that in mind here's the halo infinite roadmap for 2022 so right here is just a picture go ahead and blow it up for you guys uh it's a picture pretty much just showing uh what's all coming in season two so we have um new maps catalyst which is the new arena map and breaker which is the new big team battle map uh, we have king of the hill which is a new game mode land grab and the one that a lot of people are excited and interested in playing is last spartan standing which it kind of looks like arena mixed with a little bit of battle royale uh so definitely go ahead and check out that um trailer uh, it's out on the xbox youtube channel um, also, uh, they're adding new narrative events, uh, which looks like they're going to take place. One event is going to take place May 3rd through the 16th. And then the other alpha pack is going to be July 19th through August 1st. And then, of course, they're just telling you there's going to be um, new uh, a new battle pass, a new fracture event called Entrenched. And they're also going to go ahead and add campaign network co-op so you'll be able to play the campaign co-oply on xbox live 
but and that should be coming late August. And that's a target projection. So it may change, might come sooner, might come later. But they're going to let you guys, we're going to finally be able to play co-op, not couch co-op, but at least we'll be able to play with other friends. All right. Then also in late August, they're going to have campaign mission replay where you can actually replay the missions you already played. And then they're going to do a forge open beta, which they're targeting for September. All right. And then so everything pretty much sounds like what we already knew about season two from when they announced it a while ago. The big thing is it looks like it's going to be another six month wait in between seasons. So it shows here that season two is going to last from May 3rd through November 7th. And season three is projected to start on November the 8th. All right. So definitely that's that was a bummer to the uh, social media and gaming community, especially on Twitter. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Shane. Yo, Shane. So what do you think about this new uh, season and the roadmap and this hiatus of like us having to wait six months for a new season okay well first of all let me start off by saying it is i'm glad they finally decided to put out this roadmap they needed to keep us posted and updated on this kind of stuff they should have had this from day one so we wouldn't hang it in the wind wondering and not really knowing when we were getting stuff and whatnot so i'm glad that they did that part there that's Definitely a big plus and a big improvement. I'm definitely excited for season two. Uh, they're bringing a lot of content, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like they should have had a lot of this stuff uh, ready at launch, uh, or at least a little bit sooner in season one. Uh, I feel like they're uh, a little slow on pushing out new things for it. I just uh, wish they would uh, turn up the pace a little bit, just just a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh but other than that, man, uh, I'm excited to see what they're bringing. Uh, I'm loving all the new different game modes. Definitely want to check it out because I've actually fallen off from playing Halo multiplayer. Yeah, you're not uh, the only one. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of us have. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people were disappointed in how long the season lasted or is going to last. And, uh, I mean, I definitely kind of feel like the seasons are quite long compared to a lot of other things. Those are for six month seasons. That's pretty long. So I just feel like it's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but I just feel like they should uh, be providing us with a little more content. You know what I mean? For a six month season. Thanks to give people, you know, give people to stick around six months, you know what I mean? Especially with this, uh, this multiplayer live service stuff going, you know what I mean? Like we, they just, they just got to give us the content, man. If they want people to play the game and they want people to stick around, they got to produce the content. So I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're bringing this stuff and I'm happy that they're doing things differently and switching it up for a change. But, uh, I just feel like they need to do a little more better with, uh, bringing more content, quality content at that, not just, you know, some stuff slapped together and say, here, we got this for you. Uh, but other than that, man, yeah, I'm excited to play it, man. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I can't wait. You know what I mean? I'm definitely going to jump back in and check it out for sure. So I totally agree with everything you said. So uh, I have a question. So do you think, because you mentioned that the season, you know, a six-month season is quite long, especially when they're not offering 
you know, a bunch of content to keep us engaged um, or coming back. So do you think that's going to, another long season is going to hurt Halo in the long run? Because a lot of people thought like maybe the six months for the first season was just so they could work out some kinks and this, this, that, and the third. And they thought with season two, you know, myself, I thought they were going to do three months se- or three month seasons. So I'm actually surprised to see that it's another. So within a whole, it'll be a, a year and there's only been two seasons. Correct, correct. Do you think this is, is going to hurt Halo or do you think like, you know, it's yeah. still going to be here? I, th- I, think it may, I think it may hurt a bit. I, I, I don't think that they're providing enough content to capture a broad art audience for six months. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, it may may help to keep some people around. We just it just depends on how great the content is. If it's stuff that people get addicted to and want to play and it's very enjoyable, Six mm-hmm. months might be fine. It might it might work out great, right. but uh, I just don't think they're providing enough to keep people around for a whole half a year. Yeah, same. I think um, they're definitely like it, it's going to hurt. You know, um, I just that's the main thing. That's the only thing. Like I don't mind that the season's that long. They just need to offer content. Just keep pumping content, pumping content. There shouldn't be a dry spell at all. At all, at all. So I I remember reading something also about like they were saying the reason why they're so long and they understand like they they know that we've been complaining about the long seasons and lack of content. This is that and the third. But they're still in COVID mode where they're saying like the health of the team is number one priority. You know, I respect that. So they're they're saying like that's the number one priority. And then like as long as we can offer this content in a safe manner. That's what they they've been doing. So, which brings us to our next topic, is as we know, certain affinity has been working with three for three and Microsoft and Xbox with helping with the Halo games in the past and even today with Halo Infinite. So here I'm here to talk about certain affinity. Pretty much announced that they're um, becoming closer with. 343 industries and the halo community so hopefully with their help and things like that you know they'll be able to offer more content or more modes and things like that because they are working on a halo infinite mode under a code name so i'm gonna go ahead and bring that article up for you guys we'll talk about that but uh in this article on windows central it says certain affinity has long been a closer partner of microsoft and xbox having worked on halo games for years we have it we have it on good authority that the studio is also contributing to other upcoming xbox games including perfect dark while potentially also making an all-new exclusive of its own uh today the studio announced that it is deepening its contribute contributions to halo specifically to work on halo infinite which has been under scrutiny for its relatively slow pace of updates earlier in the year i revealed that certain affinity is working on a new mode for halo infinite code name uh tatanka and today it would appear certain affinity has confirmed it so certain affinity went ahead and tweeted this out Uh, We've been part of the Halo franchise for more than 15 years, and we're honored to say we are deepening our relationship with 343 and have been entrusted with further evolving 
uh, with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Join us on our journey. So there you have it right there. It looks like, uh, let me see if it was anything else. Nope. So Certain Affinity went ahead and came out and said that they're deepening their relationship with 343. They're getting entrusted with being involved with more Halo projects and uh, just being more into uh, the development of Halo. So this um, this new game mode that they're working for Halo Infinite, codenamed Tatanka, that is actually a rumored Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Um, I forgot to bring up the the list there's like a list on what it's going to be but it's going to be a battle royale where you're going to have drop pods we'll drop from the sky land on the map uh i think it's oh man i forgot how many i'm a, i'm gonna probably pull it up and talk about it but i'm gonna throw it to shane so what do you think about this um partnership or you know this close relationship and the possible new game mode that's supposed to be a battle royale uh I'm actually happy you brought this information up. This right here uh, actually makes me happy because uh, get more hands on with it, it closer to the relate the relationship with three for three. Uh, that, that's a great thing. Certain affinity three for three working together that that just brings more people to the table to be able to produce that content that I was talking about that they need. We need more hands on with this if they want. Uh, if they want Halo to be able to be able to sustain uh, people playing it, uh, we we need content and we need hands mm -hmm. on. Unfortunately, they are still stuck in COVID mode, which is a bummer because, like a lot of us know, COVID isn't over, but it's pretty much over in a lot of places. I mean, my mm -hmm. everyday day to day life is kind of pretty much back to normal. Everywhere you go is pretty much business as usual. Uh, I mean, stores, the, the mass mandates are gone. Uh, you know, it's not over, but it, it, we're, we're feeling like it's over, finally. You know, uh, I just hope they get out of that that mode very, very soon so uh, they can vamp up uh, production here and uh, work work with uh, Affinity, certain Affinity to uh, produce some more content. Yes, sir. So, but, and, and as far as the battle royale, I, I'm excited, man. Every, everybody's been wanting the battle royale mode. I feel like it'll definitely be a, a great uh, addition to every all the other modes they have. Uh, as you see, how battle royale's been been kind of the wave for a while now. Everyone's kind of leading towards that, and uh, you know, everyone's liking the battle royale mode. So mm -hmm. right now, it'll definitely be a great addition to Halo to have a mode. Uh, of that sort i just hope they uh do it right and i just hope that it uh that it works out i mean all we could do is wait and see it sounds like uh they're on the right path with having uh so when you you want to drop from a pod or they will have like pod drops to where you get like items and stuff um, well no because you know on halo 3 odst they orbital drop ship troopers right 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 that they drop from the pods they're in the pods oh, right. and then land and then that's how like that's how i feel like you're gonna that's how you're gonna enter the map you're gonna right. drop in through one of them pods i don't know if you get to pick your location or if it's going to randomize every time right or what have you you know and then you can launch your little pod but that that's just a rumor like you know that's what i heard um so that 
that sounds pretty dope like i like you were saying halo i know a lot of people at first they were like halo doesn't need a battle royale and things like that and i mean it, not everything needs a battle royale but at this point battle royale is like to me like a team deathmatch like i can't have a first person shooter game right. and not have team deathmatch as part of the mode you know what I'm saying? Like that's how battle royale. Like it, it seems like a standard mode to have now, and it's the most popular mode. Just like how team deathmatch was the most popular mode. Like every first person shooter had to have a team deathmatch. You know, so I feel like it, 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 it fits. And Halo has the everything to make their own unique battle royale experience with the orbital dropships dropping in. And then I found a. Uh, this is different information, but I found a uh, website that has a little bit more information on what's going to be okay. in this so-called rumor. So um, it says right here. So the Halo Infinite Battle Royale Tatanka is going to you're going to have duos and quads uh, with multi teams. Of course, it's going to be 60 to 100 players. So I think duos is going to be 50 teams. And then uh, with quads, it's going to be uh I, I, I got it wrong there was another one there was a good youtube video that i saw that broke it down even better than this but i'm gonna just read what i have here so you're gonna have 60 to 100 players they're gonna be bot supported so there's gonna be bots on the map as well there's uh shrinking contaminated zones and then there's gonna be a, a massive open-ended level like any battle royale is just stating the obvious. And then there's going to be activities that include operation missions, capture like King of the Hill territory, supply runs, uh, destroy where you attack specific zones and hoard where you secure resources. So it sounds like it's taking some war zone elements with the contracts and things like that. So yeah. it definitely, let's see if there's anything else. Uh, to talk to duos yeah they're gonna have duos uh what else yeah here it is Tatanka bot sizes Tatanka with 100 bots uh there's gonna have with 60 bots now free for all with 60 bots uh tank bot lobby sizes so i wonder if bots if they're confusing that with like actual players or is this how many like if they're going to have like bots like titanfall would have like computer related players that are that you're versing against as well that's a little uh i don't i'm a little confusing there as well um and then it says more details from windows central jazz cordon possibly includes battle royale elements shrinking map elimin elimination etc will be a separate mode that's so big it's almost like another game uh, maybe part of season three or season four, but could be de delayed. Certain affinity is making the mode is a new mode that hasn't been in Halo before. Appears to mainstream audience, huge scale, similar to Warzone. Uh, may be team based or solo. Codename Tatanka, first name a legendary sitting bull, Lakota tribe name for bison, and will tie into Forge mode in some way. So that's interesting. So you can make your own battle royale maps with Forge right, Mode. Right. 
Like that's that's pretty interesting. That would be dope. I, right. Now I know that uh Forge Mode, I can't wait until Forge Mode launches because that's probably where our most community-driven content is going to come from, is from Definitely. other gamers and making uh new game modes, making new maps and everything like that. So I, I know once Forge, like once they iron out the kinks and everything like that, I feel like Forge mode and uh shorter seasons is just gonna make Halo into the game we all expected it to be. But with this last little bit of information I just read out, Shane, did you have anything else to say about it? Like, what do you think of the possibility of this game actually? No, it sounds great. The possibilities sound amazing. It, I mean, it just further excites me and uh, just wanted to see really what it's all going to be capable of. I'm definitely going to have my eye on, uh, for these updates and any more information coming out about this. You know, so I'm definitely excited, man. I'm just ready for it to be here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ready to really yeah. see it. I just hope it, it stands up to uh, our expectations. Yeah, man, it's a lot of possibilities, man. Like they got, they got all the vehicles, they got the weapons, the the armor, the abilities, and everything like that, man. I, I feel like it can be something special, a different take on. You know, there's the Fortnites and the War Zones and the Apexes. That's all you really got, right? You know, so I feel like Halo could be different enough to stand on its own as well. It might not be the most popular, but it's definitely going to be, it's going to be a big four now instead of the big three, right. you know? So, but yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Anything else to say? No, man, I'm just, like I said, excited for it to come and I, and I hope they get it together. Yes, sir. All right. So now the next topic, we're going to go ahead and keep it Xbox related. Uh, this was making the rounds this week as well. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the sales numbers for the Xbox Series X and S console. All right. So uh, I have it pulled up here, ready for you guys. So like, this is an article from purexbox.com. All right. And it states that Xbox's Aaron Greenberg has taken to Twitter to thank fans for helping support the growth and adoption of Halo of Xbox this generation. He's also hopeful supply of the series X and S will continue to improve around the world. Uh, it all stems from a tweet by VG Charts, which suggests Xbox Series X and S sales are currently outperforming Xbox 360 sales 17 months into the new generation lifecycle. The new series systems have supposedly sold around 4.49 million units more in the same time frame. So it's here. Aaron Greenberg says, thanks to all the people who have helped support the growth and adoption of Xbox so far this generation. Lots of work ahead and hopefully supply continues to improve globally as well. And the tweet by VG Charts shows that uh, within the same time frame, within the first 17 months of the 360 and Xbox Series X and S, it looks like Xbox Series X and S has sold 13.8 million units when the xbox 360 has sold only 9.3 million units awesome that is awesome so and 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 it's it's great a lot of people uh like this comparison because of course if they would have showed the numbers to like the xbox one versus the series x and that's like of course they better have outperformed it because xbox one was such a flop such a failure you know like it wasn't adopted as well so for them to compare it to the most popular xbox console the one that majority of people love and the reason why they fell in love with xbox and all those franchises the 360 
it it shows you how much xbox is still in this game and how much people still want to play on xbox so shane what do you think of this number right here uh, this is this is great man this is great i mean we all know that the 360 was probably not even probably was the best generation of uh xboxes and uh so for it to be uh outselling it at a greater pace within the same amount of time that is that's amazing that is awesome that just means that the adoption rate is is lovely and i just hope that they produce the games and we all know game pass is probably carrying this a lot i mean game pass is is we all feel is the it's the wave man it's the wave of the future i feel like it's it's how we are going to uh, digest our content you know, in the future, I feel like that's how we're all doing it now when it comes to, you know, Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all those uh, subscription services. Even music. And it just seems to uh, fit, fit uh, in gaming as well. And, uh, you know, so I just feel like Game Pass has a, has a you know, big drive on selling these consoles. And I feel like uh, it's just great, great. It's a great time to be a Xbox fan, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when Xbox One was such a you know let down. A, a let down. It wasn't the proudest moment. And you just thought like you just didn't know what the future for Xbox was going to look like. Even so, though we stood by them then too. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. But it, it definitely opened my eyes up to like competition is definitely needed. Um and it also helped me realize like because i was just strictly xbox for a good chunk of my life that i missed out on a bunch of nintendo games and i missed out on a bunch of sony games and just those experiences as well so it helped me actually fall back in love with gaming like pure gaming or just playing games no matter what platform that it's on so it kind of helped me out in that way that they actually had that down moment but it's good to see that they're rocking and rolling and actually pushing gaming forward instead of just keeping it to where it was 10 because that's what i was i was kind of upset about last generation like last generation didn't do anything the generation before it did but offer 4k gaming uh, right. and, and battle royale but that's about it there was nothing that pushed the gaming games forward or anything like that so with xbox actually doing game pass and they're doing this uh they're reserving their games to where you could still play xbox original xbox games on your current new gen xbox like it's just amazing to see you know and they're pushing this envelope supporting pc gaming which you know is probably the biggest form of gaming out there other than mobile Free. so so it's definitely good that you know to see xbox actually doing good of course they're still behind the competition with nintendo and playstation but it's good to see that these are healthy numbers like the xbox 360 was considered the winner of that generation even though the playstation slightly sold a little bit more towards the end but people would still say xbox dominated that generation regardless you know um so it's good just to see that it's actually outperforming those numbers of the 360. So that's just good to see. Um, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, hopefully more consoles become in stock so more people can buy them. Uh, goes for uh, PlayStation as well. 
Like I just want gaming to go back to how it was, where it's readily available for everyone that everyone can enjoy. Uh, so we can go ahead and get this new gen rocking and rolling. Cause I feel like this, the start of this gen is kind of, kind of been slow. Um, for sure. So hopefully, uh, which I, I understand why, uh, or maybe I just, it's always been slow in the beginning of new generations, which they kind of are, but I feel like this one's a little bit slower than normal. So hopefully they pick it back up, man. You know, it's good, healthy numbers. I'm glad to see it. PlayStation definitely has competition. They can't just think everything is okay because Xbox is making strides. They're catching up and doing better than uh, PlayStation probably expected. So, all right. But uh, other than that, was there anything else you want to talk about this? No, bro. You hit it on the head. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right. So the next topic that we're going to go ahead and talk about is the fact that PlayStation games probably are going to be coming to PC a lot sooner than we're normally used to seeing. So go ahead and pull that article up for you guys uh, right here. So this is an article on xputer.com uh, and it's just talking about uh, it's, this is in the middle of the article. It says that a user rocket agent who is a popular and highly credible, credible industry insider with quite a few high profile leaks under their belt, such as Ben Studios upcoming title or Elden Ring's uh, Be Stary leak. Uh, has now leaked plenty of upcoming PC ports of PlayStation first party exclusive in a recent post that they made in the PlayStation uh, page on Reddit. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead and read a little bit. So try to stay with me here. Um, so it goes ahead and they talk about that the last PlayStation 4 exclusives uh, and Sony's future ports. So they're saying that God of War Ragnarok is going to be the swan song of the PlayStation 4. So this is probably going to be the last PlayStation first party exclusive that's going to be multi-platform on last gen or at least cross gen um, on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Um, and it just talks about the different versions on the PlayStation 4 Pro and the PlayStation 5. And then it, uh, it also states that Sony will not be releasing any cross-gen first-party games uh, after this point unless a developer desperately wants a PlayStation 4 port of their game, which is unlikely. Um, it says... Uh, from 2023 onward, we will only see PlayStation 5 exclusive from first party developers, along with the shift to PC ports becoming more and more gradual. Uh, so said games, including Ragnarok, Rift Apart, Demon Souls, Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, Ghost of Tsushima, and the likes will all be receiving PC ports. Guerrilla Games will handle uh, their port of it. I'm not going to talk about that much. Um, it says here that God of War Ragnarok will come to PC as well with Jetpack Interactive and Blind Squirrel collaborating once again, and they finish work on the Ratchet ports. After this, Sony will begin to phase in PC ports more casually so they can release them within months to a year from its original release. Uh, it says, by then, since the PS4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro will cut from receiving first-party titles, the only ways to play PlayStation 5-only titles will be through PlayStation Plus Premium as a streaming service. Um, Sony made a deal with Microsoft to secure Deathloop as a PlayStation Plus premium game. 
Um, other titles such as Astro's Playroom, Rift Apart, and PlayStation 5 upgraded versions of PS4 titles will be streamable to PlayStation 4 players for the foreseeable future to test the waters and allow them a method to play these games. With that being said, expect to this to slowly pan out really soon. So it definitely sounds a little bit familiar. It sounds like, uh, you know, it pretty much sounds familiar. This is what X, this was Xbox's game plan. And people on Twitter was just kind of, you know, making fun of the fact that Xbox said this same similar type of strategy and people made fun of them for it. And now Sony's doing it and it's okay for them to, or it's okay it's okay to do or have a roadmap like this so i'm gonna just go ahead and throw it to you shane um what do you think of this like is this a no-brainer for playstation to to do what do you think about it facts i just feel like it's a no-brainer for one the, for the lack of consoles uh being out there in the field i mean to help with game sales and stuff it just, it just makes sense to port your stuff to pc not only that, I feel like uh, I that's one thing I like about Xbox so much is the fact that you're not necessarily constrained to one device. Like if I if I don't own a PlayStation Five, I should still be able to play the game in some sense, shape, or form. Even though it might not be day and date or as soon as the game drops, I still feel like I should be able to enjoy the game and and, and enjoy those experiences. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I'm happy for this, man. I'm happy for this. I feel like uh, I would have been would have been surprised if it would have happened sooner. But you know, Sony's a little more on the tedious steps. They they kind of take their time and ease into stuff there. They they don't just go out there and make brash decisions. So, but I'm glad they're doing this for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely like the fact that you're able to play on the PlayStation 4. You'll be able to stream the PlayStation 5 games and things like that. The same th- the same way Xbox is doing now on like the Xbox One, you can stream like Xbox Series X only games like Microsoft Simulator. Uh, you can stream it on your Xbox One if you wanted to. So I like the fact that even if you still have a PlayStation 4, you're not able to find a PlayStation 5 as of yet or just don't have the money. You can still like play those games. It you'll be streaming it. We all know how streaming works. You know, it's not the greatest. It's still a work in progress, but it's still an option for you. You know, right. maybe maybe you'll stream a game, like it enough to where like, man, I, I need to get a PlayStation Five. Or yeah, let me. If it comes to PC, I'm definitely going to get this game. You know, it's going to give you that type of incentive to go and invest in that game. So right. I like I like that for sure. Uh, like do you think that uh, i feel like do you think sony should get like made fun of for actually like falling through with this now after everybody knows like they just did a complete 180 from when they first announced the playstation Uh, make fun of no but i mean i mean xbox always catches it hard man and they get they get they get the the raw end of the stick every time, you know what I mean? Every, every decision time, yeah. they make, it's always a bad one. It's always worse for the gaming industry. And, da, da, da. and then come down the line, Sony does the same thing and they get praised for it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into bashing them. I'm, I'm all about uh, moving forward and, uh, you know, developing the game industry. And I, I'm glad they're, they're doing this stuff and they're open-minded to, you know, 
let this kind of stuff happen because we can't get stuck inside that same box and, you know, not have any type of new development in the industry. Like we have to be able to, you know, think outside the box and do things differently. And times are changing, you know, the game industry is changing. And I feel like the changes have to be made accordingly. So. I totally agree. Definitely a good move. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic here. So we're going to go ahead and talk about ads and free to play games. All right. Uh, so definitely this this is a good topic because a lot of people are actually upset with this type of decision that not only PlayStation, but also Xbox is making as well. So I'm going to pull up this article here that's on IGN.com. All right. So. Uh, this is an article on IGN.com by Logan Plant. It says, after last week's report that Xbox is looking to include more advertisements in free-to-play games, it seems PlayStation is also testing the waters for its own advertisement program. According to Advertising Insider, Sony wants to encourage developers to create free-to-play games by adding this new way to monetize them beyond microtransactions and battle passes. Similar to what we know about Xbox's program, the goal for Sony is for the ads to fit in with the rest of the game, like putting real life ads on billboards and virtual sports stadiums. Sony is also looking into rewarding players for watching ads and promotions with in-game items, including avatar skins, which is a nice little touch. I like that. Uh, while we already know Microsoft isn't planning to take a cut of the revenue, Sony is still deciding if it will take a share. Uh, there are some concerns about the program, namely how companies will be able to track gamers and their purchases habit after seeing the ad in game. And some advertisers may want to avoid promoting their product in games with violent content. Xbox is reportedly planning to launch its advertising program by the third quarter of 2022. It could include ads showing up as rendered billboards in racing games, for example. The profits will be shared between the game developer and ad company. All right. So, Shane, what do you what do you feel about seeing uh, driving by a Mountain Dew ad in your sports game or your racing game? Hey, man, if it, if it uh, keeps the games free and they're not, it's just as long as they don't overdo it and it's not like cut to an ad every 15, 20 seconds, like how. Uh, YouTube used to do you back in the day. Like, mm -hmm. I think it'll be okay. Still as, it. as long as it's not overly saturated. You know what I mean? As long as everywhere you don't look is a Mountain Dew ad or a Pepsi ad or a Foot Locker or whatever the case may be. It doesn't bother me, man. These games are already free to play. Yeah, they're monetizing off of skids and battle passes and stuff. But I have no problem with them making the extra bag. I mean, I feel like they work hard to make these games. If it's just going to help... Uh, further them and make it more money to be able to dump more money into the game to make the games better. I'm all for it, man. So I'm actually, it doesn't bother me. And I'm actually, I actually think it's a great idea of Microsoft to not even take a cut of this money. Like that's, that's amazing to let the developers eat and the, you know, so therefore they can actually uh, receive part of the, you know, their, their, uh, more money more money that they actually deserve for producing their game. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's great. So Microsoft is not wanting to put their hand in it. They're happy with uh, what they're getting from the 
other transactions and whatnot. So, hey, man, power up to them. Uh, Sony still hasn't made a decision in that, so we just have to wait and see what they decide to do. You know, so hopefully they lead the same way, but, you know, they may want to take a cut. So we'll just have to see what happens with that. And as far as uh, them tracking the data and being able to see, like, what uh, what we purchased after uh, watching the ads and whatnot, I mean, this is already happening everywhere you go, on your computer, on your cell phones, anything you pretty much do or shop on uh, it's connected to the internet in some type of shape or form. They're already tracking all this anyway. So, I mean, that doesn't bother me at all. It's like, you know what I mean? You'll just start getting more targeted suggested ads to things that they know that uh, you may want to purchase. So, I, I think it's funny you said how, like, popping up a bunch of ads, like how YouTube used to do back in the day. I that's how you know you're used to premium or what is it called YouTube premium? Yeah, yeah, I got premium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that joint, and the ad pops up so often. Like my yeah. son hates it. My son does not have the patience. He wouldn't have been able to survive back in the day where you got to watch commercials and stuff. He would not be able to do it. You know, we we was built different, but definitely them ads are ridiculous. It might be it might be a moment where it's like. You know, it was like, oh, okay, we watched a good chunk before they threw in an ad. But sometimes you watch 30 seconds, ad, 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 ad. Yeah. Like it, it just depends. So, yeah, For definitely. Sure. But uh, I also wanted to mention, like, I also think it's cool that PlayStation is also going to try to offer, like, an incentive. You know, I mean, it might be like an avatar skin or something. Maybe, like, some kind of in-game perk or something like that. That would be dope if you actually got some kind of incentives for watching so many hours of an ad or and that's if I'm, that's if it's going to be like an ad like you're playing the game once you like i would say like Fortnite. you're playing Fortnite, then as soon as you die and it's you know you get 20th place before you go back to the lobby you got to watch a 30 second ad on something like I, I didn't think of anything like that like that's probably a possibility that would definitely you be know? deep it been, yeah. Like I said, as long as it's not just oversaturated with ads, man, if they just don't mm-hmm. overdo it, like uh, a ad here and there, it's not going to bother me, you know? Well, what if they did that and then maybe as long as you uh, as long as you own the current battle pass, it'll skip the ads. That's yeah. that's something to put out there. That I'm, would be dope. Well, at least give you the option to skip it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which most ads do these days give you the option to skip it after so many seconds. But uh, just as long as they don't oversaturate it and as long as I don't, I'm not forced to watch 45 seconds, minute or two long ads and I have to watch the whole ad. And most of the time they run the same ads over and over. But for mm. it to be like on, on a billboard in an arena or something like that, that doesn't bother me at all because yeah, no. they already put stuff like that in, in a lot of games anyway and not only that they, they put fake ads and stuff up in some yeah. games you know what mm-hmm. I mean they'll have fake billboards with, with whatever fake soda drink yep. the slurge or whatever yeah, you know right. what I'm saying <laughs> right so <laughs> I mean the slurge sound good right <laughs> so I mean hey like like I said as long as they don't oversaturate it I, I'm, I'm with it so it's not gonna bother me at all Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't sure mind. some people will be upset over it, though, for sure. 
I, as long as, like you said, it, it pertains to that game. Like, I don't want an ad in a game that d they don't even relate to each other. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, as long as that, I, I don't see a problem with it, at least yet. I'm down for it. But, of course, we see a reasonable way to do it. But these companies might not see a reasonable way. And they'll try to abuse the system. So we'll just have to wait. Of course they see. do. They'll definitely hear it in the reviews. We'll, de oh, yeah. we'll definitely be completed too. So oh, oh, yeah, when it starts, sure. we'll we'll definitely touch back on this for sure. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. This ain't gonna be the last time we hear this. All right. So other than that, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the next topic. All right, we got uh, two more left for you guys. So like I said, told you we have a jam packed show for you. Um, so let's see here. So the next topic is Sega remaking, rebooting Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring that up for you guys here. This made some rumblings, and I'm not gonna lie, got the inner child in me so excited because I was Classic. a fan of the Dreamcast. Classic games. Classic games. So this is an article on uh IGN.com. Uh so it says that Sega is reportedly working on big budget reboots. I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad. Uh, big budget reboots for Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio with the intention of creating new installments that generate reoccurring revenue and online communities. According to a report from Bloomberg, the reboots are part of Sega's Super Game Initiative, which aims to create games with large communities and the ability to generate long tail of revenue. Basically, the Fortnite model of microtransactions-fueled content drops. Bloomberg sources claims that the Crazy Taxi reboot has been in development for over a year and that Sega aims to release it within the next two or three years. It and Jet Set Radio are allegedly two of four planned super games, with a third apparently being a first-person shooter that aims to generate $780 million over its lifetime. Both Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio date back to the Dreamcast, so it seems as if nostalgia may be a part of Sega's plan here, should the games be a reality. And even if both are in active development, Bloomberg's sources state that they are both in the early stages and could be and could still be canceled. All right, so Shane, go ahead and give us your love for these two franchises right here, and what do you think of these possible remakes? Yeah, I'm excited for both. It's a Jet Set Radio A Crazy Taxi. I, I, I'm buying both, man. For sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like, uh, I, I, I can't believe that they're actually really doing it. Yeah. <laughs> My fault, man. My dog is going crazy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's about time for her walk. But uh, I'll do that after this. But, uh, Man, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited for both of these titles, man. Crazy Taxi, man. I'm Dreamcast. That Dreamcast era was just the nostalgia for that. It's just so real, like surreal. Like I just, I love that era, man. You 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 know me. I had a Dreamcast, man, and I loved it. Crazy Taxi was one of my go-to games. It frustrated me at first because I didn't understand how to play it and I didn't understand it. But once I got the hang of it, I was addicted, man. Mm -hmm. I was addicted. Like, I loved it. Loved it. And Jet Set Radio as well. Like, I'm definitely going to get both of these games when they drop. I don't know about day and day, but I definitely am going to purchase them and uh, relive some of those moments. 
Definitely, man. Yeah, I, I hope they bring I hope they bring a new twist to it too to make it make it a little something new, so it's not just playing a like a reboot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure they will. They're going to have to kind of modernize these games to an extent, you know. Um, maybe are they going to keep the same style graphics or? You know, is it still going to be? I don't. I have no idea. I'm just excited as you. I, I adored these games growing up. Uh, Crazy Taxi was an amazing game. Jet Set Radio, which I remember it as Jet Grind Radio, but a lot yeah. of people don't remember that. You know, so that's how you know we we was definitely in it at the time when the Dreamcast was booming. Um, but yeah, man, these are two uh, good franchises that we wish could have stayed uh, around throughout the. 20 years that has passed since these games has dropped so definitely i'm i'm excited to see these games hopefully sega continues to pump out more games and more franchises because they got franchises for days but they're just sticking with a, a handful and the ones that they're sticking with only i think the yakuza series is the only one that's really taken off i'm sure there's people probably yelling at me right now i'm missing out some games but i just know of like yakuza really doing good and um sonic and sonic's just been falling by the wayside even though the new movie is amazing definitely go check out sonic 2 if you haven't already best video game movie hands down all right but other than that i'm ready for these hopefully it's not too long i could i could wait two years for these games but yeah man we're gonna go ahead and jump into the last topic here which is a real good one. We haven't talked about Call of Duty in on this show in a while now. Um, so we'll go ahead and talk about it, see what's going on. So if you don't know already and you've been hiding under a rock, it looks like that there's going to be a new, I would say, like in-game live event that's going to take place in Vanguard and Warzone uh, coming soon on May the 11th. So let's go ahead and talk about it. All right, so this is an, another article on IG, from IGN, and it says, following rumors and leaks that Godzilla would be appearing in Call of Duty, Activision has released a brand new trailer featuring not just the King of the Monsters, but King Kong as well. The new event, which is slated for both Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone, will be kicking off May 11th. King Kong battling Godzilla is a popular subject in the media, having most recently been depicted in 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong. The event has been teased for the past week with Call of Duty fans quickly guessing that a Godzilla event was incoming. All right. So, Shane, what do you think of this? Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think this is something that Warzone has been missing. Fortnite does amazing jobs when they do their in-gaming events, in-gaming uh, concerts, when they do live events of like when it the map got sucked up by the black hole all this crazy stuff fortnite yes. is the king of live in-game content facts. Event. Big facts. what what do you think about this coming to warzone oh i'm excited man i'm excited and, and i'm and i'm scared you know what i mean because <laughs> yes it is missing this yes it is this is something that warzone has needed uh like you said, Fortnite does such a great job at these type of things. It just makes brings a, a different life and aspect to the game. And uh, 
it, it, you know, Fortnite pulls it off very, 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 very well. And I believe Call of Duty has the potential to do so as well. It just, uh, I just hope they don't miss with this. You know what I mean? This is a, a very interesting, you know, subject to bring into the game. You know, uh, Godzilla, King Kong. I just, or I mean, the possibilities are endless. Like, what are they going to have you do? Are you like, like we were saying earlier, are you just going to sit there and watch them fight and them tear up the map? Or are you gonna actually take a hand in uh take a hand in the fight? Or are you gonna have to help take them down? Or mm-hmm. or what? You know what I mean? So like the possibilities are endless. I'm just excited to see what approach they take to to this event here. But I'm definitely glad that they're getting into this uh event thing. And I hope there's many more to come. I just hope they kill this one and set the stage for great events after this yeah i'm totally excited it definitely has me interested into being there on may the 11th or however long it's going to be just so i can experience this it seems like a epic battle just imagine just just jumping out of picking your landing zone jumping out and you seeing these two ginormous creatures come and just wreak havoc uh, around the map while you're trying to survive as well you'll be in a building trying to hide and maybe they destroy that building so now you have that no more you have no choice but to find other cover but you're also being hunted it's still a battle royale game if it is it going to be something like that or is it just something to watch you know what i'm saying as they destroy the map you know or do you have to do in-game objectives to help one win over the other you know there's team kong team godzilla who knows and that's what's getting everybody excited with all this speculation talk and everything like that. So I'm definitely pumped. Like I said, I've recently just now been getting back into Call of Duty uh, Rebirth Island. So this is definitely going to let me go and jump into actual the Warzone Battle Royale portion and see what, what this is all about. See if it's going to be a good show. But I do agree that I feel like more games like this, especially with communities like this, need to have more in-game events like this i i I think like it's the closest thing to like virtual reality like what they're trying to do with the metaverse and stuff this is like this is pretty much it you know what i'm saying like that's what you're just not wearing the vr headset and things like that and transported in that world you're looking at your tv or your monitor and you're playing with the controller and boom you know so i'm definitely excited but yeah all, all you can do is just be hyped for it. Thanks. Did, did you have anything else to say about it before we wrap up nah, the show? I just, I just pray they do a good job with it, man. Don't let us down. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm going to just wait, you know, because I'm excited. And, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. So definitely thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode i told you guys this was going to be a jam-packed show full of content for you guys um i think this is probably the best podcast episode that we've had for a while now it was just content after content very good you know it didn't seem like we were dragging on or anything like that so i'm 
I'm proud of ourselves. Go ahead and give us a pat on the back for that one. Yes, sir. You know, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Definitely leave down in the comments, uh, you know, what you liked about the show or what your thoughts are about the topics we had on the show here. Uh, and if you haven't yet, go ahead and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow us on your favorite pod, uh, your audio podcasting app. Uh, follow us there and leave a review. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. But um, other than that, you can go ahead and find me on Twitter. My Twitter name is uh, Donnie Tress. So it's at D-O-N-N-Y-T-R, the number three S. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you. Like I said, talk about anything video game related, pop culture related, movies, music, sports, video games, you name it. Man, I just you know like to try to enjoy myself on that on that platform because it could be very toxic from time to time you know but uh other than that shane uh go ahead and let the people know where they can find you y'all can reach me on twitter that's at turp tech it's on your screen right here if you all can see at t-u-r-p-t-e-c-h that's at turp tech be feel feel free to dm me hit me up Hey, man, I appreciate y'all making it to the end once again. I agree with yep. my brother. This has been one of our best podcasts in a long time. We took that little week break. It seemed like it helped us a little bit. But yep. uh, we're going to keep rolling out this content. And please like, comment, and subscribe, man. We appreciate you all sticking and making it to the end. But you know what it is, bro. Yes, sir. So, of course... Once again, like, share, and subscribe to the Gamers Anonymous podcast YouTube channel. You know, it's been fun. It's been real. But until next time, never stop gaming. Stop gaming. Peace.